Plant, the weekly podcast where we discuss all things related to creating, living, and making. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and joining me as always is Morley Curtin Adam Mackey. And this week, we're going to be talking about something that Morley wanted to talk about. So Morley, take it away. <laughs> okay, let me... Uh, see, this is why I like reviewing the topic in the pre-show before we dive into the show. Because I, I think I proposed two topics in the Discord. Oh, um... I wanted to talk so, about you're you're so busy right now and you want and you need to say no to things because of how busy you are. And I want to hear you saying no. Okay. Say no. No. Just say no. Just say to no. To drugs. Unless they're good drugs, then you can say yes to them. Yeah. Go. Make your own decisions. Um so yeah. The last six months essentially well, let's say four months have been insane. Like the amount of growth that I experience, have experienced and new opportunities and everything has been super exciting. And I think something that has happened and which, which happens when you have like a lot of success very quickly is that your baseline changes pretty quickly. So I would say like a year ago, I was, it would have, I would have been very excited to get an offer of like a free product or something to make in a video. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting those offers like daily, essentially, um, which is cool. Like it's cool to be offered these things, but I, so I have taken some of them and it's been good, but something I've realized very quickly is something my high school economics professor drilled into our heads, which is there's no such thing as a free lunch. So, you know, if you take, if I take one of these things, there's a quid pro quo, you know, make, usually they want a review video and I'm like, and granted, I think I've done like two of these things and maybe you have like two more in the pipeline. But, you know, usually when they reach out, it's like, oh, we want a review video. And the ones that I have taken, I usually come back with, well, I don't really do review videos, but I would I would like to integrate into a project in a, in a more natural way, which the companies are typically mm-hmm. happy with. Um, but, you know, then I have to make a video using that product, which in mm-hmm. the story of my channel, like that's not traditionally what I have done is, is uh, focus on a product. And so I think like a month ago, I was like, oh, it'd be so cool. Cause my, my friend, Evan Ruderman, who's a, who's a photographer, he got a, he got an e-bike sent to him with the like influencer marketing deal being, he'll do some product photography, get some beautiful shots in exchange for getting the bike. So it was, it was this like very good working relationship. So I saw that as I was like starting to like blow up on YouTube and I was like, oh, it'd be awesome to get an e-bike. So I started reaching out to companies saying like, oh, I'll make a 3D printed attachment. I'll make videos about like customizing it. No response. One company responded. But they're like, we don't ship to Canada. And I was like, well, you know, if you can ship to the States, I'll pick it up with my parents and drive it up and never heard back from them. So, you know, that was just an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> and then very recently, like two days ago, I had an e-bike company reach out to me offering me a bike. And for a moment, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then I thought about it a little more. And if I end up taking this, I'm going to kick myself in the butt. But I thought about it a little more and was like, you know, it's this is a really hot market right now. This is like some random brand that I've never heard of. The quality might be kind of iffy. And I'm having enough success right now that like, if this is something that I really want, I would kind of rather just buy it than get it for free and then have this obligation to someone else. And not just an obligation, but have to like make a video about it on the main thing that I am focusing on, like on my YouTube channel. Like that's a very 
high value to like make a video on my channel for someone else. Like it has to be really good right now because I want to make sure that those are good. Um, so yeah, I've, um, definitely been saying no a lot recently, which is, which is good and it's exciting. Um, and it's, it, I think it's really important to limit the energy that you're spending on things. Um, because very quickly, um, you can bury yourself in obligations to other people. I was, so I recently watched the Quincy Jones documentary on Netflix, which I would highly recommend. It's, It's amazing. He's like a fantastic, prolific musician. Like he was, he conducted the band for Frank Sinatra's orchestra. He made the, uh, the whiz, the color purple, you know, he did all these things. Mm. And as he started to experience success, he would say like, yes, to a ton of things. And he, three or four of his marriages fell apart. And when they were interviewing one of his ex-wives, she was saying like, Quincy just like gave so much until there was nothing left. Mm -hmm. And you, you can tell in the documentary that like, he loves what he does. He loves working. And he was so hungry for success that when he got it, he was like, I'm going to do everything. I have all these visions. I'm just going to do it. But it really like, at least for his wives and maybe some of his kids, it's unclear as to the effect there, uh, did not do well for some relationships. Um, so it was, it was a good like cautionary tale as well as a inspirational documentary. I, I think about this and I think about Jimmy Dresta and I think he says yes to everything, it seems. Now, obviously he says no, he probably gets... Uh, as much uh, like uh, of the offers you, he probably gets 10 times the amount of offers you get. But I think about it when you think about Quincy Jones, the difference is he had kids and I think kids change the, the, the thing so much, especially when you have like, cause you have a secondary, like you have a primary obligation to your kids and your work is secondary, but your work is also the thing that makes it so that your kids can have a good life. And it's such a weird circular relationship. Cause I think about this, like I work from home. My son comes into my office every day and says, I want to play. And I have to tell him, I'm sorry, I can't play right now because I'm working. And sometimes he looks at me and goes, it doesn't look like you're working. You're just sitting there like thinking <laughs> part of my job, right? Like I just sit there and think, right? And he looks that reminds at me, me of like, like that reminds me of an elf when Buddy goes into his dad's office. He's like, "What are we going to build today?" <laughs> he's like, yeah. "That's not the type of work we do here." <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing is, is he's like, "Just, just come out and play with the Hot Wheels with me." And I'm like, "I would, I would like to, but I, I have other obligations. I, I have to say no to you now, so that there's a roof over your head later, right?" I know it's not the topic we're talking about, but going on top of that, even not working from home, it's the same sort of thing. You know, like mm-hmm. I have to miss out on so much to do with my my kids and everything. Like, um, so Father's Day for us is this Sunday coming, this Sunday I think, and Friday, no, sorry, next Sunday, and the Friday they're having a morning tea at the school for Father's Day. I have to miss it because I have to work. So now my son, I have to explain to him, sorry, dad can't make it. I have to go to work, you know, and then he's got his athletics carnival on Friday, which he actually can't do anymore because he um, was practicing high jump and missed the lounge and went eye first into a piece of wood. So got a big black eye. Yeah. So he's not allowed to do any sport for two weeks. Like there's no fracture or anything, thankfully, but um, anyway, so, but like, you know, having to explain to him, sorry, mate, dad has to work. I can't. 
um, I can't make it to the Athletics Carnival to come watch you and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's hard. I'm, I'm currently on day eight out of 15 straight at work. So, you know, trying to explain mm-hmm. to my kids that like, I'm dad's not going to be here for two weeks straight pretty much. Like it, it's. So I could, I could see those scenarios playing out in my own life, even though I don't have kids right now. Um, mm-hmm. Because I have, so we're moving at the end of September and I have like a series of deadlines that I need to hit that like they're good. They're coming up and I got to keep working to make sure that they get finished. And I, I should be able to do it, but I could see like, you know, as the time starts to run out, um, you know, you can always go back on a familial obligation and be like, sorry, I won't be able to come, but I'm really working. It's, you know, it's not like I need to like kill myself with stress right now to make sure that this doesn't happen, but I'm really trying to make sure that that does, that does not happen because I, I am the one responsible for my obligations and the work that I take on. And it's like, like with all these emails that come in, you know, it's so easy to get like distracted by all these side things that people are proposing to you. And I'm really just trying to keep my eye on the ball. It's like, no, these are the big projects that I'm working on. I know that these videos will do well. I don't need to fit in another smaller video in between these other ones and got to move towards moving, got to move towards finishing up the tour lectern and getting these other obligations done. And that is my focus. Well, you know, so thinking about those saying no things, if you knew where you were today, would you say no to the tour lectern? Yes. <laughs> okay. Was, it, okay. So this is actually a no, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. This, that's a yes. Like, it is a yes. That's how I feel like in my being, I wish I didn't take on this project um, because it's ended up being a lot of work spread out over a long period of time and monetarily, it's just not worth it. I mean, I'm, I'm making some money off of it and which is nice, but it's taken so much. It's not like I'm like hustling every day on it. It's just that it's always there. And there's like, it's, and it keeps getting pushed back anyways. However, all that being said, like the, the the stress that has built up with it over time, it has forced me slash allowed me to get tools and skills that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So I got the table saw for this project. I got a router for this project. Uh, I probably got the random orb. I think I got the random orbital sander for this project. So it's kind of like, it's been a nice reason to build up skills and tools. So for that reason, I, I am happy that I'm taking it. And you know, when it's all done, I think I, I am going to be proud of it. Like it's coming out really nice. It's just the stress right. in my life at this moment. And right now I'm feeling that I wish I didn't take it on. So if, if today you were presented with it and you already had all these tools and skills, I think you might actually say yes to it because you already have the tools and skills. Like I think the problem why you're feeling it is, is only because it has been so much mental space trying to figure it out because you didn't have either a tool that would make things so much easier, like a table saw or a router that makes like it does. They they do jobs that just make things so much easier. Um, Mm -hmm. And they take away a lot of, of trying to figure out a better way to do it. Like when I watch James from fix of fingers do something with a circular saw that I would do on my table saw, I just go, yeah, I guess you can do that on it with a circular saw, but it would be so much easier if you just had a table saw, right? And and yep. so I think that's part of it is that 
why you've spent so much time and effort on it is because you didn't have the tools or the experience to do it. So I think today, if you'd said yes, it would actually be easier. It's um, the feeling I have is that I wish I didn't take it, but I know it's good that I did for all the reasons that you just said, and that it's, it's allowed me to grow. And it's been a, it's that feeling of like coming up against a barrier and then overcoming it, which is uncomfortable in the moment, but in the long run is good. Well, first of all, going on with that, with, with, um, if you didn't take on that project, I wonder how many things you wouldn't have done following that. You know, you've got that lectern that you're trying to make in the background, which then you're like, okay, so what small projects can I do? And those small projects is what has helped make you blow up. You might not have done mm-hmm. those because you might have been looking for that big project that you needed or that you mm-hmm. sort of craved. Um, but on the other side with the, the tool thing, I can relate to that so much. Like, the amount of times I don't do something because I'm like, if I had a table saw and I could quickly run everything through, all right, I'm done. But if I've got to set up every single cut with the um, circular saw or whatever, like I just can't be bothered. So then I just don't do it and I don't start the project and then I don't get excited for it. Like I could have um, like, for instance, the clamp rack, like the, um, the, coat rack that I made like for the back of my door I could have made that so much nicer and so much better if I had a table saw and all that sort of stuff but I just couldn't be bothered to do that so then I went with the route that I did which I'm actually happy with and and I'm proud of how it turned out but the reason why I put it off so long is because I just could not be bothered so you were saying no to yourself pretty much yeah I just put everything in the too hard basket. <laughs> you know, it's but but even, you know, we can take this to I recently got a 3D printer. I have used my 3D printer since I got it like a month ago more than I have used my CNC in the last year. Because a 3D printer, I can make a design at at work or um, you know, whatever I have a spare time. I can download someone else's model, put it on a sim on an SD card, put it in the printer, press go. The CNC, I've got to set everything up. I've got to get the board in place, mm-hmm. make sure it's all square, get the right bit in place, zero everything out. Like there's so much more effort that goes into it that I just can't be bothered. Yeah. I, having used the Snapmaker CNC a bit, I, I very much relate to that. Like I don't think I expected the amount of time it takes to set up a CNC cut. However, yeah, for when sure. it is there, it's so nice. Like being able to, because the alternative for me for the things I've been using it for recently would be to cut it out on the jigsaw and then sand it. Mm-hmm. And to make exactly the shape that I need and and cut it out and it's done um, is great, especially that I, since I can walk away and I don't have to think about it. I've, I've actually been thinking about selling my CNC because I don't use it enough. And I was talking to my wife about it yesterday and I said, you know, but the thing is, I'll be lucky to get a grand for it. To me, like that's not, that's not enough money for me to sell it. I don't need money that bad that I'm want a grand like but i'm one of those people that's like oh, i only get 20 bucks for it i don't, I don't bother. well i would say keep it because there's going to be that day that comes when you're like oh the cnc would be perfect for that like i know the feeling of like if you don't if you're not utilizing something you feel like it's a waste but if you don't need that space for something else there's not really a downside to just having it around until you need it yeah exactly so, says the guy who told me to sell all my cars <laughs> but it seemed like you needed the space <laughs> Look, he sit in my driveway like the, uh, you know, I had an entire episode with the Garage Avenger about saying no um, on his podcast, Make Ideas Reality. That was my topic because I say no to so many times. So many of like my wife's friends are like, hey, can you make this? Right. I'll pay you. And I'm like, 
I'm not doing this for the money. Like the amount of money that I could make on if I were do like making like little step stools for kids. Right. That's one of the things that I've been asked multiple times to make and just go like, here, I'll send you the Kijiji guy that I copied his ideas off of. Right. Like I, I saw a picture on Kijiji. I was like, I can make that. I was like, just buy it from that guy. He deserves the money. He came up with the plan. Right. And I, I say no all the time because I have so much I want to do. I don't want to make things again and again, unless they're interesting to me. And is that how you feel morally? Is that like, is is it you're worried about interest? Or are you worried about money? Are you worried? Like, what are your things? Because you're doing this at a different level than me, right? Like if, if you were, if I were in the, I'm making things full time and people are coming up and saying, I'm going to give you good money to make things. It would be hard for me to say no. But at the same time I go, you know, I already made one video about it. How many more of these can I make? Most of the emails I'm getting are not, I'm going to give you good money for this. It's, I will give you this product if you make a video about it. And I could, of course, come back and try to negotiate with that person. But most of the things that I'm being offered are like not very nice. Um, and I don't want to start filling my life with like low quality items. Like I want to start getting some nicer tools and less of them, <laughs> less better things. Um, so that's, that's part of it. And, you know, I'm making good money from just the content creation right now. So like, it's not, that's what I was saying before. Like, it's not worth it to sacrifice the quality of a video for a free tangible thing because that's, then I have this thing, but I don't have maybe possibly the money that I could do f- from making a really great video. But all that being said, that's putting a lot of weight on my own ideas. You know, sometimes someone comes to you with an idea or like make a video around this product and it can be really, really great. And you can make something together that you wouldn't be able to do on your own. Like I have a video coming up where I'm going to do that. So I did say yes to this product, which I think I've talked about in the after show because it's going to be something that's really, really, really cool. So I think it's about being very selective and also just being open to when people reach out for things. So like I've had people message me on Instagram. I always think it's funny when people say like, hey, I have an idea. Can you help me out? And they don't give any details. And you, you just have to say, sure, what is your idea? <laughs> so rather than ignore those messages, I'll just say, sure, what is like, tell me about your idea just to see like what they have going on. And then you know, at least, at least being open to it. And then I can either say yes or no. And, um, a lot of the times it's things that are like pretty random or just like, not really what I do or I'm good at. Um, so it does end up being no, but you know, there's always a possibility that someone is going to come to you with a really good idea. So I'm working on, I posted about it on Instagram. I'm making a piece from all of these walnut offcuts I got from a furniture factory. And that was entirely the owners of this factory's idea. He was like, hey, Morley, I've seen your YouTube channel. We throw all of this nice hardwood away. I want to give it to you so you can do something with it. And I was like, that's an awesome idea. I will 100% do that. Um, yeah, so, you know, I think I think being open is important, but also being selective. I, I feel like, to be completely honest, that you your channel has grown past that point of getting a product to do a video with. Like, I, I'm to be honest, like, I feel like you are a big channel now. Um, and the big channels, you never see, I got this product and I'm going to do 
like a review or do this on it. It's always like just an ad read. All their sponsorships is always just an ad read. You never, it's never about the product. It's about the company. And I feel like you're definitely past that. Right. Or, or it's like this, this video is paid for by product placement. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Is- product, product placement. Exactly. Not the, the video is not, not about the products. The, it's the product placement. Right. Well, like I think about Jackman, he doesn't always do an ad read. He often just does like a little thing highlighting the I'm fact using that he's wearing Carolina. Right, I'm using yeah. Carolina boots. I'm I've got yeah. isotunes. I've got yeah, whatever's yeah. And like you know, I'm excited to get to those points, but you know, this has all happened very fast, and I'm very lucky in that like the AdSense is great right now. So like not really having big brand deals isn't a huge deal right now. Like I know those things will come. Um, and once they do, it's nice because it's a little more dependable than being reliant on Google. If once a month you're getting a million view video, you don't need sponsorship deals. Yeah. It's, it's the, the solid truth. Like you don't need it. The reason, they should, the reason people take the big sponsorship deals is because they want the consistent income because they know that YouTube can, the, the old man in the basement can turn the taps off on the algorithm and all of a sudden you're not getting them. You're back to getting a 10,000 views or like everyone else, 300 views. Yeah. I mean, and, and also like brand deals can pay extremely well. <laughs> like that's a big part of it as well. It's like people like money. <laughs> I was going to say like not even that, like you'd be, you'd be dumb not to take it. Like when I watch a channel that has like, mm. like a lot of um, subscribers, I expect there to be an ad read somewhere in their video. It's just the normal thing for a channel that's that big that they're going to have an ad read. So to me, why would I say no to getting 10 grand for a video? Why? Because because you don't agree with adding ads into the ads that are already, there's an ad at the front, there's an ad at the back, there's an ad in the middle, and then you break into the middle with another ad. I get why people don't like it, right? And I am 100%. Hmm. I would, if I ever get to morally status... I will not be doing a, a an ad read. I will. I will say. I will. I will do like Laura Kampf <laughs> does. At like her, every one of her money is paid for either with uh, product placement or like stuff in the description. Like it's not a like I don't see her like mid roll in the video going. This project is built to you by Square Squarespace, right? Like she just doesn't do it. Because I think she realizes, like, there's already so many ads everywhere. Like, that's, and on top of that, you're using a bunch of tools that are basically, my my video is already an ad for a thing. And then I'm telling you about a whole different thing. I just, every yeah. time mm-hmm. someone pops on a screen with an ad, I immediately, 10, like, 10 seconds, 10 oh, seconds, yeah, same 10 here. seconds until. Same here. Right. Yeah. So. But and it doesn't I'm bother like, me that uh, they do it. Oh, it bothers yeah. me so much. Everyone, you know, everyone has their own style. And I think, you know, advertisers also know that people prefer integrations. I think, but when they're cold calling influencers, you know, the easiest mm-hmm. thing to pitch is a, is like an ad read. Um, but I, I think yeah. that advertisers as well want more organic integrations. Like I was watching uh, Never Have I Ever with Eden. And I'm just seeing Microsoft surfaces everywhere. And I'm like, oh, this was clearly sponsored by Microsoft. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like anytime I watch a movie matrix. and I see like a Coke can and I'm like, yeah. how much did Coke pay to get their can in the video, in the movie? It's like in the Matrix <laughs> where every other car was a Cadillac. And you're just like, oh, I wonder how much Cadillac paid for that. 
right? Like, so there is two channels that I can think of on the top of my head that don't do ad reads. Actually, Mike might do ad reads every now and then, but the Wood Whisperer, his every video is this. The Wood Whisperer is sponsored by you know whatever, and that's his ad read. And Mighty Car Mods, Mighty Car Mods does the same thing. Mighty Car Mods is sponsored by Ryobi and Super Cheap Auto and whoever else, WD40, I think they are as well. But they don't do any ads during the actual video. It's just like, we are sponsored by these companies, but we don't do ad reads. And I think that's a good way to do it as well. Yeah. Well, it's all, I get, well, like Morley said, it's all what you're willing to do, what, how much money you want and what you feel about different things. I get that. I just kind of, like, you're on a platform that serves us up ads, it's like if you're in the middle watching a TV show and there's a commercial break, you go, okay, there's a commercial break. But then you come back from the commercial break and the guy goes, and here's another ad. And you go, no, yeah. I just I just watched those ads. That's what I feel like YouTube is. And I have YouTube premium. So I already, I don't know. I was going to say, I've had YouTube premium now for, well, I don't know, like four or five years or something that I completely forget that YouTube has ads. So I, I can see where you, I can see where you come. That would actually really bother me if I had ads and then come back to an ad read. I, I've had an ad read get broken up by an ad from YouTube. <laughs> well, wow. right? I just went like, this is ridiculous. Like what is happening here? Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about today is about saying no. And I think it's really important to figure out what you can and cannot do. And think about it, like, it's easy to say yes to everything. Even, like, when I I, I saw Jimmy Duressa talk at, at Maker's Rendezvous in 2019, he said, just say yes. Just say yes to everything. And I went, well, that's why I'm here. I said yes. Pat Lapp told me, hey, are you coming out to Maker's Rendezvous? And I was like, Maker's Rendezvous? And he's like, yeah, let's put on Bear Mountain Boats. Come on out. I'm going to be doing the Lee Valley t- tent. Come on out, and you can meet me in real life. And I was like, okay, Pat, I'll come on out. Um, and then I heard Jimmy Dresser talk, and he was like, just say yes to everything. And I was like, well, that's why I'm here. And then later I said, you know, no to going to Maker Camp because I was afraid. And then I regretted it immediately. <laughs> so, again, not saying yes can lead to regrets. But at the same time, like, there's only so much time you need to think. Every single yes you say is taking away from another yes. I find it interesting that we're – that you're talking about this one um, in the pre-show, we talked about my wife and I got a caravan and I said, I don't know if I'm going to film everything. And you're like, just do it. So I think, I think this actually, this brings up a very good point. I think saying yes is important when you're getting started doing something and you don't really have a clear path and you don't have momentum and you, you just like, you want to get going. Um, so, you know, Adam for like, if, if you are trying to build your YouTube channel, then I think Grant was saying like making this caravan video could kind of blow up in a way that your other videos haven't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whereas if your channel was, you know, cruising, yeah, say no to that. Do the stuff that's working. But I think like with Jimmy Durest, I think Jimmy Durest gives a lot of advice to like up and coming makers. And I think like motivational talks are are valuable to certain people. Like not everyone needs, some people have plenty of motivation, <laughs> but you know, a, a big part of motivation is just like getting started, like saying yes to things. And a lot of people need to hear that, but um, it just dep- I think it depends on what stage you're at in whatever you're doing. Instead of saying yes to everything, be open to say yes to everything. I think that's a better way of looking at it. 
Don't yeah. immediately say no. Yeah, right? for sure. It's really easy to say no immediately. That's my first thought. Anyone says anything, I say, nah, I'm good. You want to go do this? Nah, I'm good. Always. You want to come out? Nah, I'm good. Right? It's like my immediate thought is like, leave my house? No, thanks. Get out mm-hmm. of my pajamas? Nah, no way. Right? Like, no, nah, I'd rather say no. But saying yes can be can be really good. It can be like being open to saying yes. Think about it. Why are you saying no? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what what is causing you to, like, what's the no about? Is it because you don't think you can do it? You probably can. I was supposed to go to a box on Saturday and I really don't want to go. So I said no. <laughs> a box? Like, is this an Australianism? A, a, a box. Box party? Is that like a bachelor party? Yes, yeah, the male version of a bachelor party. So a bachelor party. <laughs> Right. Oh wait. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, bachelor party. Sorry, <laughs> I'm thinking bachelorette. Um, and now they're they're like, oh, we're gonna go play golf, and I'm like, damn it, I should go. <laughs> yeah, I think because we're leaving Toronto in a month at this point, we're trying to be, we're trying to really take advantage of being in the city and being around a lot of friends. Um, so like the last couple weeks or so, we've like, we're we're running out of free evenings. Pretty much like every evening or every other new evening, we're like having dinner with friends or we're going somewhere or we're, we're like doing something to like take advantage of the city. And it's been really right. great. Like, and it's also allowed me to kind of set more strict working hours. And I, I've always like, f- for a while, I've known that after 8 p.m., like it's not a great time for me to like do video editing. It can be a good time for me to brainstorm or maybe like watch a Skillshare course or, or something that's just like a little less critical thinking and is more like absorption. Um, but doing these more things in evening have allowed me to just like really accept that and not feel like guilty and like, no, like evening is the times where I'm spending with family and friends. And I, I like right. these days I'll wake up at seven, like six thirty or seven immediately start working, like work for like an hour and a half and then take Abby for a walk. And that's great. And then I'll like work really hard during the morning, take a little break, work hard again. And then that's kind of, that's kind of my day. I want to take saying no to another level because you can get into a point, you can get (laughs) into a point where you're saying no too much, where you think, you know, better, where you think that the only one who can come up with good ideas is yourself. And you say no to everyone else. And I want to think, have either of you guys ever gotten to that point where you're saying you're saying no to any possible outside influence? I feel like I have had tendencies of doing that at like different points in my life. And the more I allow in outside influences and like allow the conversation to continue past the initial like, hey, I have this idea, the the better it is. I think it's hard to completely understand what someone else is thinking from like an initial conversation. But once you like actually have a conversation with someone and you get some insight and like give them the time to explain what they're thinking, that's when you realize that like you are not the only conscious being in the world and that other people have good ideas as well. Adam. 
I'm not going to lie, my internet froze and I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next topic. <laughs> well, with the fact that, that Adam has nothing to add to the conversation as per usual, I think we're going to move on to the thanking of the Patreon supporters. I want to thank our F-Clamp level supporters, Brent Jarvis from Clean Cut Woodworking, Vincent Ferrari from Hand by, Had Made by Vincent Ferrari, Austin from the High Caliber Craftsman, Scott Orm from Dad It Yourself DIY, and Joe Herdina. Thank you very much to everyone who supports us. Um, Especially, you know, every single person who goes over there and signs up on patreon.com slash clamp, you all get the pre-show, the after show, but you also get a little piece of my heart. Uh, you know, whenever we get a new comment, a new a new subscriber, uh, someone who ups their level, it really does, like, I do a little happy dance. I don't film it because happy dances are just weird to film yourself doing a little happy, happy dances, but whatever, I do it. Um, so thank you so much to everyone who does that. Uh, it really means the world to me and I'm sure it means the world to Morley and Adam and they both have their hands up. So Definitely. Adam go. I just want to quickly say, um, one of our Patreons, Vincent, we are all, we all understand, but we're all very sad that because we make it finished. And if Adam had been listening to the last episode, he would have heard my, uh, heartfelt shout out to, uh, because we make, but he wasn't. So Morley, what do you got to say? Well, by choosing Adam to speak first, you just took all the wind out of my sail because I was going to say that you heard it here that by signing up to be a patron, you are helping Grant in his quest to become immortal because every time we get a new patron, Grant splits his soul into another Horcrux and scatters it somewhere across the world. That is what he said. 28 that's a lot true. that's like that's like four times as many as voldemort did yeah i have no <laughs> clue what you're talking about because i've never read those books or watched those movies oh uh, friendship over yeah fair how about, uh how about um new reward for top patreons grant's gonna record his happy dance for you so anyways <laughs> we're gonna head over to the clamp mandations my clampendation for this week is going to be a YouTube video by Bike and Bird, uh, vinyl wrapping a Harley uh, bomber, street bomber or something like it is. Um, so I'm cool. going to be wrapping, I'm going to be vinyl wrapping my motorbike eventually. I have the pattern picked out and I'm very excited for it. Although I hate the color it's going to be, I love the pattern it's going to be. And any other color wouldn't work. So I've been watching heaps of videos on how to wrap and and all that. Yeah. Really cool. Cool. Yeah, it's a wrapping a tank I could see being very difficult. So I look forward to seeing how you overcome the complex core curves that are a motorcycle tank. Yeah. Well, so he the way he did it, he was lucky because down the middle of a Harley tank or his Harley tank is a panel. So he could wrap each side separate and then the panel hides the seam. Whereas mine right. is one big thing. And because I'm, he did a solid color and most people do a solid color, but because I'm doing a pattern, I can't stretch it much because it's going to deform mm-hmm. the pattern. So good luck. It's going to be good. Luck. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Thank you. Do you guys follow uh, James Bruton at X Robots UK? No. No. I do. You not. should. Please. Because he makes tell me about really it. cool stuff. Uh, I've been following him on Instagram for a little while, and I've been seeing him make these like vehicles out of like 3D printed and CNC'd parts. He made this like snake bike that you like lie down on and it kind of like slithers across the ground. I think 
oh yeah, he was also making this like tricycle that has an Omni wheel for one wheel. It has a bunch of 3D printed parts. Um, oh, yeah, super cool. Familiar. Like really big vehicles made with 3D printing and other techniques. Sounds really familiar. I might have seen some of his stuff. Cool. I'll have to check yeah. him out. I am going to recommend everyone check out Yellow Brick Farm. They're uh, a farm just outside of Ottawa, so they're local to me. And they're doing some cool stuff on the Instagram. And uh, they have um, a lot of like little kids' toys. And like uh, they have these ramps and like boat little boat races, which I thought was like super cool. That's one of the next builds I want to do for Fletcher is these. They basically turn like a car ramp into a little boat race. Um, anyways, it's super cool. Go check them out. And they also have Airbnbs. So if you want to come to Ottawa, you can stay in their little tiny cabins. Uh, just kind of cool. Check them out. They're cool. I think I said cool about 17 times. So, you know, that's cool. (laughs) Uh, on that note, uh, normally at this point, we'd morally would read a review in the accent of the reviewer's choice, but we don't have one. So instead, we're going to do Adam's Australian Word of the Week. Yeah, I'm running out of these, so these are going to stop soon, just FYI. Um, This week is going to be hard because I can't really say it in a sentence. So out of context is where the trickery is. So this Word of the Week is shout. Shout. As in yell, but it's... The word, the word shout, because yell doesn't work. So one, I guess, non-standard usage of shout I know is you ask someone like, hey, give me a shout when uh, my car is ready, as in like give me a call or contact me. Interesting. Yeah. That's not right, but. Well, um, you really got to use it in a sentence or else I have no, like I have nothing to go on. Okay, yeah, okay just use it in a sentence. sentence. Probably going to give it away. All right. Uh, if you guys ever come over to Australia, we'll go to the pub and I'll shout you a beer. Bye. Oh. Purchase. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would never much. have used shout, shout in that way. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I have a proposal. So since Adam is running out of Australian words of the week, I think that we should rotate and each do a slang that we feel is local to where we grew up or that the others might not know. Right. I like that. What I actually think would be better is that the listeners should message Adam and give him a, a word from their local Ooh, area. I like that. Ooh, I like and that. And that way, a- Adam gets it. Don't message the clampstagram because. Yeah, I have access to clampstagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so message no, Adam more- directly at Makey Mackey on Instagram. There you go. And Maker Mackie on Instagram will will accept any slang words, and he will use them for future Astra- Adams. I love this. slang of the week. All right. Yep, I love this, and they don't have to be in English. All right. Well, good luck reading <laughs> things that aren't in English. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, I want to thank TF Turning for the new extra new theme song, which should be in the new pop. Pop theme song should have started this week. Damn it. Uh, I forgot to interrupt your intro. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, I did that on purpose. I said it so fast that you couldn't interrupt me. I know. You said it so fast. Yeah. You can find all of us collectively on the Instagram at Clampstagram, on the YouTube at Clamptube, on the Facebook at Clampbook, 
And you can find, like, we haven't done this in a long time, so I'm going to say it. You can find me at the Grant Alexander everywhere. You can find Morley at Morley Kurt everywhere. And you can find Adam Mackey at Maker Mackey everywhere. Um, thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll chat with you next week. And until then, after showtime. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. I love you. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, people, you know, everyone has their style. Every other. That's how one person talk, talk now. <laughs> no, that was that was ridiculous. All three of us talk. Let's edit that one. Out. <laughs>